was wise. Hey, let's turn our Bibles today to Matthew, the 16th chapter. We are looking at the church. Looking at the church. That's the Matthew, the 16th chapter, and we're going to look at, oh, let's see. Where do I want to start? Let's go to uh, hmm, can I say it in the year fifty two? Now there's so many things I want to pick out of here. But all right, let's go to, uh, how about verse, uh, who do you say that I am? Where are you, Peter? There you go. Thank you, 15, let's go, your brother trespassed against you. Let's find where Jesus, Peter says to Jesus, Oh, you know what? I could find that, except I'm in chapter 17. So let's, uh, let's go to, uh, let's look at verse uh, 15. And he says, Matthew 16, 15, he says, He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered, and he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Jesus builds his church. We are going to look at today and continue to look at for the next couple of weeks what the church really is. What does it mean and what it is in our life? We live in a very precarious time. We live in a time of knowledge, but we also live in a time of great error. And sometimes information is not the right information. And so we're going to look at the church. Remember last week that we started and we made a statement that the church are a people who have responded to the invitation to come out of the world or to accept Jesus as their personal Savior, Lord of their life. They are those that have been separated from the world. They're not out of the world, but they're separate from the thoughts, the morality, the institutions, and the way of living. It is the church is a place where people have given their lives to Christ to serve and to fulfill his will. 
Colossians 1.27 says this, that the church is a mystery. And the mystery is that Christ is in us the hope of glory. In other words, the church is a place that as we serve, as we live with God's instruction, as we fulfill his will, we unveil an invisible God to a lost world. The church is a reflection of the will, the purpose, and the standard of God. So we as a church must rise up. The church has to be obedient to what God has said. Luke 6, 46, Jesus said, how do you say that I am Lord of your life? The word Lord is not just a word that watches over, a word that commands, or a word that has authority to lead or to guide people. It simply is also a word, if you call me governor of your life, if you call me the prince of your life, if you call me the purpose of your life, or the reason of your life, then the proof is in that you take my sayings and do them. The church cannot be the church until they hear and do what God wants them to do. Now, I'm saying these things, and you might think, well, how in the world can this be done? Well, it cannot be done by human effort. Certainly, it is being done by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not by power, not by might, but it is by the Spirit of God. Now, this is done when we submit ourselves to the will of God and fulfill His will and purpose described and defined in Scripture. We cannot go outside of the Scriptures to find out God's will and His word for our life. Could I get an amen? Absolutely. And so we have to establish something about doing God's will and word will and his word first of all we as the church somebody say as a church we have to establish something that is absolute unchangeable because everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken governments are shaken every day economies are reshaped and shaken every day even the borders of nations are changed every day it seems like there's nothing absolute one truth you hear five years ago coffee will kill you now we hear that it's a great help to those that have heart issues you know uh, so we we there are no absolutes in the world because they're always changing because information discoveries and so forth help those changes come about but there is a place that the church has to draw the line to the place that something is absolute. Remember that the Lord our God, he changes not. He is not like the winds. He's not like the seasons. He's not like the world. He changes not. So God is an absolute God. Amen. We couldn't please God if we had always changing boundaries. We can please God because we can absolutely be assured where to lay our faith on the line in the areas of fulfilling his will, fulfilling his purpose, and meeting his standards of righteousness. Yes. 